Hello and welcome to the Animation Industry Podcast. My name is Terry and it was my birthday recently and that is a super fun fact about me. Today I'm chatting with two super guests who are also good friends of mine and who also run their own animation podcast called Nice Shorts. If you don't know who I'm talking about, uh, I'm about to tell you. Their names are Fu Yang and Jody Niddle and they interview animators of all mediums about their short films that they make and they've done so many cool interviews so go check them out. I've included a link to this in the description of this chat. Um, so if you love animation podcasts, Nice Shorts is another one you should definitely be listening to. Now besides this stellar podcast that they run, Fu is also an award-winning stop-motion and 2D animator who also teaches stop-motion, and Johnny is a music composer primarily focusing his talents on concert hall works and animated short films, including a whole bunch of Sheridan grad films, which is just super cool. Now, in our chat, they share how they started Nice Shorts and some of the things they've learned about running an animation podcast, as well as the ins and outs of their stop motion and music composition careers. But first, this episode is sponsored by Hue, makers of colorful plug-and-play cameras for learning, work, and play. Originally designed for teachers, Hue cameras can also be used for creative activities such as capturing hand-drawn pencil tests and shooting behind-the-scenes footage, time-lapse videos, and stop motion animation. Their flexible cameras have posable necks, manual focus controls, and they are compatible compatible with DragonFrame, OBS, Twitch, Zoom, and many other camera apps. Visit HughHD.com to learn more and follow at HughCameras on social media for news, fun, and giveaways. And if you go to HughHD.com and purchase any Hue product, you can get 10% off with the code 10TERRYAIP. That's 10TERRYAIP. So make sure you check them out because they are super great. Now, without further ado, let's jump in. <laughs> hello, hello, Johnny and Fu. How are you? Hi, Terry. Very good, very good. Terry. <laughs> uh, so we're we're two podcasts interviewing each other, I guess. Yes. <laughs> Look at that! I came on your podcast. Now you're coming on my podcast. What is what is something interesting going on in your lives right now? <laughs> Johnny, you want to go you first? Start. <laughs> uh, I'm well. So it's a. I don't know what I could say, but it's an interesting day. I'm hiring vocalists to sing for stop motion animated tampons and poop. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, tampons and poop. Yeah, so it's a it's a short film called Shit Show that's been announced. Um, it's really cool people on it, and uh, it's like <laughs> the same week I hired these singers to do sing for the poop. They're also singing for the string quartet with the string quartet thing for a different film so it's been a very interesting week is this is this for a broad for broadcast for a short film for uh so can't say some of that it's it's been announced it's not a sh okay it's oh, we don't have it's to under, <laughs> it's under <laughs> nda but they've announced a lot but i don't know everything they've announced so i just kind of don't say anything but it's called shit show fair enough shit show i think i know what you're talking about anyways um Okay, so you just hired a bunch of singers. You're the, yeah. you're a music guy, and you just ha do you have a roster of singers? Do they do auditions? Do you just like find go to a website and hire people for this? Like this is interesting to me for how you hire singers to sing about tampons and poop. <laughs> <laughs> well, first and foremost, okay. So for the record, it sounds like potty humor. It's not. Um, just want to be. It's it's hard to explain. But to find okay, some musicians uh contractors for some things so like the string quartet i use a contractor called fames um they're in mm -hmm. macedonia and so they just 
take, take care of everything. You give them money, send the scores, the pro tool sessions and everything prepared. And then um, they give you a time and a date and you basically just be there and on zoom and you listen and they have the musicians, the recording stage, the pro tools engineers, everything set up. So you just got to give them money. Uh, wow. Contractors take care of everything pretty much anywhere or remote recording, which is a lot of stuff anyway. You just meet people and keep knowing more people. Yeah. And so I could call like individuals to just have them do certain things. But when you need a blended sound for a bunch of stuff, it helps to get a contractor to get a few people to do it on one place. Cool. I, I already have so many questions, but I don't I don't want to ignore Fu here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm very interested in, in Johnny's, like how he do that too. Well, why don't you, Fu, why don't you ask him a question then? <laughs> wait, 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 Fu, what's going on in your life? Your life is more interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell me, tell me what's going on that's interesting right now. I know you just moved. Yeah, I just moved. I usually like um, in the Bay Area, San Francisco, yeah. and in the Berkeley, very tiny studio, no room, just studio. But now I move into uh, San Luis, Misery. And Mis yes, yeah. Misery, right? I, your pronunciation <laughs> yeah. of that is actually pretty funny and good. Mis because well, really? misery, like misery bad, but Missouri. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Missouri. Okay. And then, uh, yeah, so we, I am expanding a studio size. Very looking forward to do more stop motion things there. Oh, congratulations. So you Thank have a you. bigger, you have a bigger studio space now. Yeah. Does this mean you yeah. have a project in the works in stop motion? Uh, It's pre-planning, pre-planning. Yeah. Nothing really in the build yet, but... Mm -hmm okay that's okay but that's <laughs> yeah. so exciting like like it wait is this also where you live or is this you're renting a separate studio oh it's very interesting it's like my house is look like this and i have a cordia connect and then this is like two-store um garage size garage oh, wow. and on top of studio yeah i can share with you the picture like oh that's amazing i'm so envious yeah. i <laughs> Like, my studio is just my bedroom when I push the bed aside <laughs> without an animation table. That's amazing. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, you can come, come, um, Done. bring your project. Done. I'm coming, I'm bringing <laughs> some clay and, and whatever. That's, that's so cool. So, <laughs> have yeah. Sculpey will travel. Yeah. Well, I want to talk to both of you about, you know, how you, uh, I think, I think both of your stories and what you're doing is super interesting with nice shorts, which, which is the kind of the, I would say like the more professional, higher grade animation podcast than mine. It's got editing, it's got sound effects, it's got, you know, uh, all this fun stuff that you do, which is great. And here I am, I just hit record and I start asking questions. And then at some point we stop. Um, yeah, but so, how many have you done? Uh, yeah. I, just, I just published 160. This week will be 162 episodes published. But yeah. Okay. But as these things go, I have lots and lots already pre-recorded. Because <laughs> so. that's like ours is like a, with the first kid is the first episode where like the baby book is all filled out and you take good care of them. And as we keep going, we're like, well, we don't need to do that. Yeah. We can stop doing that. <laughs> yeah. that. That was me too. I used to do like a pre-chat and all this stuff. And then one day I just skipped that and realized I didn't really need it. Well, I needed it at the beginning because I wasn't very good at it. And now I just like to think I've improved a bit and just jump in. So maybe um, just because you're first on my screen, Johnny, what, like, okay, so explain what you do now professionally. Uh, well, my job has been pretty much the same since 2008. Um, Full-time <laughs> music composer. 
uh, most full time like, music composer. Is this yeah. is this for anything? Uh, so most of my career. So what made it so I could actually afford to live and do well was um, ghostwriting. So hmm. that is for stuff that doesn't have my name on it, but I do get paid as if it was mine and the royalties get put to me. So I am very fortunate. It's a, it's one of the very few really good ghostwriting setups with an amazing person. And when I want to do anything else, I just take off and do whatever I want to do. And the person's totally cool with it. So I haven't done anything for that person for almost a year because it's been just nonstop other little things, but other than that, just my like fascination has always been animation. Mm. So that's been my focus. If I don't, if I'm not working on stuff for that person, I just want it to be animation stuff or like indie video games for friends, little things. Yeah. Mm. So does this mean you play all these instruments live or do you just mix it all on the computer? Uh, depends if it's mm. got, so if it's like a bass or a guitar or a keyboard, I just play it. Um, if it's anything else, I will mock it up. And if there's budget for it, we will hire people. And then, so, so what if it's like a harp or a violin and they, they want it, you can, you can still do that. Like, do you don't need to know the fundamentals of playing this instrument to, you don't need to know them. I do. So I, I studied music composition all through college and that was my degree. And I, I left a semester early because I got hired to do music and I was like, all right, peace. Yeah. I followed your footsteps before you. Oh, <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> what? Um, but yeah, that's it. You don't to do the mock ups, like just all in the computer, you don't need to know any of that. To if, but if you know you're going to have live musicians, it is beyond helpful because you need to translate that to stuff people can play. Hmm. So if you don't know, like the open strings of a violin, for example, then you might write some weird shit that no one can play, which when you go to record. So like that string quartet one I was talking about, it was um, just one hour of recording time, basically three passes on each cue and done. Um, And that's because only pull it off because one prepared and two, it was all playable. So you you had prepared every everything the music beforehand, send it to them. They had practiced. Then you jumped on this. No, call. no practice. No, no. you no, just no, no, no. them and they play it immediately. Yeah, when you're doing a recording session, it's like your session starts at X time. They might get there ten minutes ahead, and they're like they'll load in, tune up, kinda. Um, then you tell them the concert pitch, whatever. They tune up together, and then they will start while they're getting levels. And that's a recording pass. And they just keep doing like passes. You give them feedback. You say, hey, let's do that legato. Hey, let's bring those dynamics down. Oh, wow. Um, answer questions if they have them. But yeah, no, it's sight reading. Yeah. So you really have to know your stuff. Like for me, like I'm thinking like, you know, I I usually just pay some kind of, you know, Pond 5 or something to get music for my short films and mm-hmm. stuff. But if I were to go out and get a composer or like hire composers i would have no clue what i'm doing i don't even know how to talk in music terms you don't have to you You put like i'd be like make it sound fun and yeah (laughs) no that's that's basically it you you shouldn't you shouldn't have to say what to do musically right like 
And so uh, random another question, just because like, you know, I'm always thinking about like kind of the business side of things too. How expensive can this get when you're hiring live <laughs> people for an hour? And there's like, you know, you're hiring singers, compo- like musicians, et cetera, et cetera. It depends like, on who, who, how many people you're hiring and where you're hiring them. So part of the reason for doing like Fames in Macedonia or Budapest or any of those, mm-hmm. um, it's more affordable than going to LA. So if I... In LA for a string quartet, you get a studio three hour minimum and you're gonna get those musicians for the three hours plus the operator, the pro tools and everything else. Um, so at that point, you're probably starting around 2,400 going up. 2,400. Right? 2,400. $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2, $2 for, for an hour. US. Yeah. Um, wow. That's cheap though. And that's, that's LA, but yeah. you're gonna get an amazing recording. Um, if you go to like, Fames, it is significantly more affordable. Right, right, right. So like, say, you know, I put together a five minute short film and I want music composed for this specifically, like what should I budget if I am like, cause I would also have to hire you for instance, who would like make the music and then get it recorded. Like is $2,400, that is probably not gonna cover my five minute short film. Again, it's so, so let's talk about like, here we are. Let's talk contracts. No, well, no, no. I, just, I guess I'm just asking for a range. Like, do I need to budget like ten thousand dollars just for people listening who you know they're making a short film and they and they realize like hmm? like a two minute piece. So a two like here. Okay, so let's talk about just because I just did a bunch of them, like you said, they're this charity and student films. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Delaney's was a big band score, so that was very time consuming because. I'm scoring it to picture and then I have to write it again, playable for musicians for a big band, but to save on money, it's, we used one studio and then I had one trumpet player who did all the trumpet parts, one sax player who played all the different saxes and one trombonist. But you're talking about having to having to orchestrate or jazz arrange for all of those different instruments, prepare all the notation to sessions, so for something like that, you're spending a, that's gonna be a big budget. If to get a real big band with all the players, it's a very big budget. Um, and then on the other end, like one of the students, I'm not it's a great film, but it's a thesis. So, you know, last minute thing. I got it on Saturday morning and we finished it by Saturday night and it was all in the computer done. I probably did like three hours on it. So those are very different budgets for, Virtually yeah. the same length film. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I guess like a range could be $500 to like $10,000 for a couple of minutes. I wouldn't do 500. Okay. Uh, well, I'm just saying like, you know, yeah, last yeah, minute, yeah. we got Johnny here for three hours on a Saturday. Like, I don't know what you're charging, but like. <laughs> well, I don't go by time. So it's more just like the thing. But um, realistically, you're starting at a couple thousand bucks. Yeah. And then you're going up to, you know, for small ensembles, like you get five figures. And then if you want to do really big, it keeps going up. Wow. Mm. Insane. My, oh, I, I know I, I, I want to like switch back and forth. I, I just, I find that I get like <laughs> down rabbit holes with one topic. My, my last question is um, that I forgot it actually. Perfect. Because food. <laughs> oh, the ghostwriting. The ghostwriting. Oh. Well, what do you mean by ghostwriting? Like you're go- like, is this for like TV shows or jingles or like people who are singing songs or tv shows tv shows okay so you had a you had a deal where somebody had a connection to live action tv shows and they needed they needed 
background music for these shows and you ghost wrote for the, that person it it's yeah it's it's a, it's a little more complex than that but basically it's um someone who does a lot of music for a lot of shows ah. and doesn't have the time for them all but their name is like pretty reputable. Yeah. but that's been i mean i've started for that person over a decade ago now yeah interesting um, yeah so that one it's i mean but like you'll hear about the situations often where it's not good um this is not that this is very beneficial and great and that's great honestly like the person's been like a mentor and amazing and like Perfect. offered to help me move when i moved like wow amazing so if i'm watching tv and i keep seeing the same name it's like i don't know it's like mary bertha and on every tv <laughs> show i'm like that's probably that's probably johnny ghost ghostwriting for this person no but honestly yeah, quite that often volume. it's quite often if you see someone's name over and over no matter what the person is it, no matter how big they are it's probably someone else doing a lot of the work totally it's like that with you know novels and everything so that's that's super interesting i never really thought of that as as a music thing it's cool. kind of like turning into a production studio like if yeah. you suddenly had 30 jobs you would oversee them right I mean, it's my dream that Terry Ivel, the name, is pumping out 10,000 animated pieces a year. And it turns out I'm not doing anything. I'm just sitting in Hawaii drinking a cocktail. That would be great. For the record, this person does work very hard, too. But not as hard as Fu Yang. Yeah. So Fu, tell me. OK, so, you know, Johnny is a professional music composer. And you are what do you what when when you introduce yourself when somebody's like, what do you do? What do you say? I think it's very easy just to tell other people I'm stop motion animator, but actually I do a lot of things and I haven't really ah. defined who I am because hmm. I, <laughs> I, I, um, I feel like for passionate thing, making film, film is very great and fun. Yeah. But the, the more time as I really do the nice shorts, I found that that's a thing that really motivate, uh, motivates me to do it because it's, I really love any, anything behind the scenes. Oh, about nice. what, Yeah, how other people do the, do the stuff. And I hear so many like Terry's podcast and a lot of uh, podcasts about the artists say they love to, uh, they love to draw since they are so little or yeah, I've been always drawing with my life or something. Yeah. But I, yeah, for me, I feel like I would say when I was a kid, I love watching those films who is who yeah. were uh, recording the process of any kind of projects. So, yeah, so that's why it's, it's a thing. I'm trying to build it up more, no matter what, if, if there's any um, benefits or not, but I feel like what I gained from that experience and really talking to the artists. Totally. And that's such a, that's such like an yeah. up and coming thing. Like it, the behind the scenes is almost more popular than the actual product on social media and stuff. Like I keep even seeing lately, like those old clips of Walt Disney himself showing like the plain glass and how things are made. And like, people love it. Cause they just, nobody like people still don't know how animation is made. It's specifically stop motion. Like even when you say, Oh, I keep it simple. I say I'm a stop motion animator. Like from my experience, my, the average Uber driver doesn't even know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> so you said you're, you said you're doing a lot of things right now. So, so like, um, like what are some things, you know, you're working on nice shorts, you have this new studio you opened. Are there other, parts of film that you're working on uh well I still do I still planning and try to do self-funding the 
um, some shorts I self-create, like I want yeah. to have some personal content out more. And um, I also collaborate with um, other authors for a children's book. And oh, nice. it's, yeah, it's possibly it can be a, a film and it's possible, but we'll see. I don't know. And, you're, you're illustrating um, or you're writing or you're just involved in the creative process? Uh, I'm illustrating, but I have a lot of uh, freedom to help with the world building or the character. Yeah. So yeah, it, it was a fun project. And also, well, I, I'm interested in games. So I lately have some opportunity to talk about if I can go game animator or something. So yeah, I don't know. I, I still cannot see where will I be yet. Just That's fine. anything, yeah. Anything that uh, I'm lucky that people open to me the opportunity is usually led me to have creativity. Like I can offer something, I feel it will be fun. And they, they just open to it and listen. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Like, cause there's some people who, you know, they find one thing and they, they, that's their thing and they love it and they just do that. And then I feel like what you just said is you found that you love lots of things and you're just exploring mm -hmm. what is interesting. And I think that's great. So, you know, take me back to, you said when you were, you were a kid and you were watching kind of the behind the scenes and that inspired you to become a stop motion slash filmmaker growing up. Like when, when did when did that become a serious thing that you were pursuing? At what point? Because hmm. you know you can become uh, <laughs> a deep sea marine biologist. Oh, that's a, cool. Uh, astronaut, <laughs> but you chose to. <laughs> yeah, she just changed her mind right now on this. Goodbye. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I. I think uh, when I'm about to prepare for college, I kind of want to go with the drama like theater thing already but mm. I don't at that time I don't have the courage yet but during yeah. during so I go to like uh, foreign literature and luckily they have special subject all about theater production or reading the script so I'm involved in that area a lot and I help with uh, making the stage and they also, uh, because they, they saw I like to draw little things. So they also say, oh, are you interested in do some like a in interactive projector for, for live performing? So that's my very first try to do animation and, you know, to be really on the big pro projector things. I never do animation before at that mm -hmm. time. So I was using PowerPoint to do very, oh. yeah, just just moving objects. Like that. scrolling through the slides and it moves? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there are so many uh, screens I need to um, control when the performing is happening. So I have like five, five assistants helping me. They each one have a PowerPoint file. Oh yeah, so they have, they have sound cue or any cue. We need to make it out and they just point it next slide next slide or study animation something like that so it was crazy but we made it <laughs> yeah I love that I also wanted to ask you you know you're you're Taiwanese at what yeah. point did you did you uh go to the, come to the states uh it's 2016 oh okay yeah when I decide I want to I want to make uh animation to be my major yeah so yeah 
Amazing. I love that. And then, and then you worked on the cookie cutter and some personal projects and stuff. Like how, how did you get involved in, in actually working on more professional, uh, like stop motion animation gigs from, you know, your, your, um, your schooling? Like mm. how did that transition? It's kind of like first my thesis film and that, that sometimes uh, leads me, some people will want to co collaborate, but yeah. it's always funny that, uh, kind of not not all, always film but I help with like music uh, cover design but mm. I need to sculpt because of the work they saw and then yes at that time most of them they are they are encouraging us to join join in this production at that time it's still in the at school environment but later yeah we professionally move out to to do our thing independently. Yeah. So yeah, that's the thing. And I also help with this called Medina Papel. And it is still through the through the school uh, resources because one of the alumni was asking, uh, we're looking for some motion animator and uh, 2D animator, anyone interested? So I still like post my thesis film to them and say, oh, wow, it's really fit. So yeah, that, that has some income to help me to build more portfolio. Yeah. Who, who yeah. was in your class? It was you, Zaldi, Nia, Jack. Cause like Zaldi, so Zaldi Dingle was in yeah. on cookie cutter with you in your class. And he went to um, Stupid Buddy for a bit in Burbank. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, he, he is my uh, senior. Like he, he is one semester before us. So on the spring show, we already saw his like his own thesis film, which is already like like a, all, all the replacement of face, super ama amazing, yeah. Amazing. But it's because of the cookie cutter that we met. I said, "Oh, you're Zoli Bingo! I saw your shorts." <laughs> oh, like that. <laughs> That's so fun. Um, well, I want to talk about how you guys met and all this stuff too. But maybe my last question for you, Fu, is you know what you know coming out of school and and um, working on the cookie cutter and making your own films and stuff, and now moving and creating this bigger studio. Like, what is a what is kind of this uh, a big goal for you on this ah, path that you're looking for towards? My biggest goal will be I'll learn more about uh, self funding really, and yeah. I love collaborating. So. I want in the end, really, it will be a space I can help with more international students to help with their visa thing, OPT mm. and their STEM visa, like, and they really can, you know, just have their creativity to make stuff in the film. So that's the final goal. Wait, your goal is to help international students Mm -hmm. Well, I was going to say here, but I'm in Canada, in the U.S. to yeah. um, get their visas and everything completed and then, you know, collaborate co creatively with them. Yeah, that, like they are, they need to be paid. Like yeah. through the experience, I really want them to be taken good care, taken oh, that's so, good care of. I that's such so. a nice goal. That's amazing. <laughs> Is it, does this come out of a, uh, an experience that you had coming here? I think uh, I need to thanks to most almost David because at that time uh, I I helping with the cookie cutter is under the OPT visa that, yeah. that under David Shield he's helping me with that so I can keep be stay in the United States and yeah. work on something I like and grow yeah. with him so yeah that's the encouragement for me to know say if I have I have the the strength I want to offer that to other people too. Interesting because because you mentioned one of your classmates went to go work for Stupid Buddy. 
Um, do you see yourself, you know, working for a studio similarly, or do you, you said you are very interested in self-funding your own films? Yeah, I found that I, I do prefer to learn how to self-funding. I, mm. I do have an um, internship opp opportunity. Like I go through, I go through the selection with uh, Laika. Yeah. Like twice, but um, no, I didn't get to the final, but it's always very oh, happy wow. to hear that. Oh, congratulations. You are one of the, you know. And yeah, they're so, <laughs> they're so stringent on who they take. That's amazing. Yeah, and but I it, it's funny that I, I know like has such an amazing place. I'll see so many talented people, but in my guts, I when I am waiting for the final result, I am very un, unsettled. I feel like this is but I don't mm. want to move there. And I don't feel that's really about me. You know, just yeah. I, I don't really want it. And in the end, yeah, I don't get it. But when I really <laughs> want something else. I, I really get it. So it's interesting. I wonder if it has to do with, you know, your internal goal of what you, you said before that you just like working on a lot of creative different things. Whereas if you were at Gleika, you would be, you know, very specifically animating one thing and not involved in the creative process at all of that. So maybe, yeah. maybe there's something that doesn't sit right underneath. Um, okay. <laughs> well, can, are you, Fu, are you willing to talk about what you and your husband are cooking up as a cooking concept? Up. Uh, your idea that you think you might want to go do Ooh. oh okay yeah yeah i can share <laughs> you mean a studio thing <laughs> oh yeah sure that mm -hmm. oh yeah so we <laughs> johnny <wanted> <laughs> has all this intel <laughs> <laughs> yeah one of our goal is that uh we will have our studio called la bobo studio <laughs> yeah and we have we have our puppy called body so the bobo is kind of also relates to him mm -hmm. and yes like uh ben ben is my husband and he's very great at visual design in film and in game so he'll help with the concept things and i can wrapping up a lot of the rest of stuff of the production so we hope to help have more of that and we have a musician with us too that is johnny <laughs> so he's part Wait, of the love of us yeah yeah if we have budget yeah so yeah, that's... no yeah come on <laughs> with you but uh yeah her husband can also his art is wow he's he's a he's um he's an animator as well you said ben uh he's mainly concept artist visual concept development artist. Yeah, so uh, when I do with animation wildcard, um, our snuggle time, the visual thing, the character design and the key light is um, inspired by him. Oh, yeah. amazing. I love that. Nice. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm like so tempted to just go and like talk about you individually forever, but then that would be two different podcasts. And <laughs> <laughs> I think this podcast, I really want to know, you know, you guys started this huge project uh, to... Sorry. No, no. Yeah, Fu is all. Fu started this huge project specifically to compete with me. No, <laughs> no way. My I'm just kidding. She actually <laughs> said that. She's like, "Fuck that guy. I'm gonna take him down." Yeah, he's gonna take him down. Gonna do. He's great. so tall. He's gonna, he's gonna lose it. to me. Fight, <laughs> fight. No, but you guys started Nice Shorts, which is this amazing, super like, uh, like I don't know, like real, honest conversation with animators about how they, you know, how they make things happen and the process behind it and everything. First of all, how did you two meet? 
And then, well, let's start with that. Who wants to share the story of how you met? Maybe Johnny, since you haven't talked in a bit. Oh, I I was gonna, yeah. Okay, um, so it all started with Fu. Uh, What, what? (laughs) You mean I started the story? I think the story should start from you because it's it's you to, you know. But you're way more interesting, I promise. but I, what I remember is that uh, I, I started to have conversation with Johnny is because Johnny saw Snuggle Time. Is hmm. that correct? Snuggle Time. And then, okay. So also, um, we're calling him Kevin, right? The, the puppet from Cookie Monster. Oh, Steven. Steven, that's right, <laughs> Steven. So yes. like, she posted a little clip of like Stephen crawling to a 2021. And this is the right beginning of our shutdown uh, in California. Um, mm-hmm. We had it like we were shut down, shut down for a while, which is weird because you go through LA and it was empty freeways. But she posted this thing of him like crawling and it had no sound. And I just asked her, I'm like, you mind if I just for the hell of it, just <laughs> add some stuff to it? Wait, wait. So you just saw this on like Instagram or something? Yeah. You were just scrolling I- through, never seen this art before didn't know who Fu was I I think we had like kind of just said hi to each other but basically yeah I'm very like if I could do everything for free all the time I would like I I just like like making sounds and music (laughs) it's just yeah I mean so you just you just unpromptedly reached out on Fu's Instagram and said can I do some sound to your to this I asked her if it'd be okay if I could just play with some audio with the clip, like if yeah. she could just send it to me. Um, yeah. And she did. And I just sent it back. I'm like, hey, I just messed around with it. Here are some things I did. And then she's like, mind if I share? I'm like, go for it. So, so this is interesting to me because this has happened to me before as well on my Instagram, um, mm-hmm. maybe two or three times where somebody's been like, hey, you know, uh, I'm trying to get some experience. Do you mind if I just add some music to your thing. And then I say, yeah, sometimes I post it. Sometimes I've just been like, thanks. That was cool. <laughs> what, what your, your reasoning was just like, I have time for a fun, fun project. Or was there like uh, a different goal in I, mind? I'm not sure I had time. I think I just wanted to do it. <laughs> okay. So you, you just connected with this thing and just did it. And then, and then the rest is history. Yeah. And the first one wasn't even music. It was like just weird slappy sounds of like this thing crawling in a void against like a void floor. <laughs> yeah. And he, he not only just do one version sound design, but also do he gave, gave, gave me two, two versions. I was like, wow. And in such a short time. And I was super impressed by that. <laughs> I just was having fun. Like I, I just literally saw it and just wanted to play with it. Like, like a puppy with a new toy. I'm like, Hey, I want to bite that yeah. stick. Oh. I love that. And obviously you guys have like, um, like great chemistry when you're talking and interviewing. So it's like, a, it's like a great interviewing match. How did it, how did this conversation between you posting some slapping noises evolve into let's start a huge commitment project together in our free time? Like <laughs> who, how how what why <laughs> all of those people ask me all the time why I podcast and i want to know how you started your podcast <laughs> yeah <laughs> i i actually when yes uh when i was still working at mostamo i already helped with some of the podcasting okay. and I, yeah i help i help with editing and some of the uh cover design things and i was so excited during the process like 
oh, so cool. I want to, I just want to add in some more new elements or something I want to push further. So yeah, that's something in my mind. Hmm. And I, I haven't decided if I, I'm going to have a co-host. There's, there's not that kind of idea in my head yet. But as I start to know Johnny and I still kept his very early like hello message. He's really a kind man. Like he, he say a lot of nice words and just, just, you know, very friendly message. Nothing, nothing like it just sincerely want to make friends. And also later I start to, I start to, you know, notice who Johnny is. And yeah. I found every post I saw, of, I, uh, the artists I followed, I can see Johnny has already liked it. He's so like, Johnny, Johnny liked this, Johnny <laughs> liked this. I said, hey, we have similar taste about the work we like. And yeah, that means a lot of stop motion and some animation films we like. And so, yeah. oh, great, we have the same taste. And also he's just, I feel like he, he really great at talking to people. And, you know, like that's the thing I lack of. Johnny has just have the chemistry. He yeah. has, yeah, he has very fun things. <clears throat> so, so two questions. One is why didn't you decide to do this through Mo Stop Mo? Because that's already, you know, it's like um, an organization that's trying to build up, you know, community with stop motion, et cetera. Hmm? I'm just kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> no. is, this, is this something I shouldn't ask? No, no, you're totally, <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, you talk her out as being a co-host. No, 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 you're good. <laughs> oh. Uh, so okay. uh what's your question again <laughs> my question um <laughs> i feel confused maybe i shouldn't ask this question no you're totally good i'm sorry i please cut me out <laughs> i'm i'm making a note to myself to <laughs> look at this later and see if i need to make an edit <laughs> <laughs> okay um sorry. my question is uh why did you not so you're already working with most at mo yeah. and you wanted to do a podcast why did you decide not to do it with Mo stop Mo and then to do it kind of on your own because I want to have more control yeah I want to and maybe this maybe maybe this is a bad question <laughs> to ask <laughs> just uh because for yeah you can you can decide because yeah. for Mo stop Mo I need to consider about the brand I need to I need to respect what it's aiming for and I found uh, the goal, the direction might be not always what I wish, what I want to hear or what I want to ask. So that's that's why I decided. And also, when I was doing Mostamo, I feel my confidence is not strong enough. First, like English is not my first language. So wow. I always need to ask the host to help me to ask that question. But later on, I found like, no, I can't. I, I need to, if I really want to learn, I need to reach out myself. I need to boost up my confidence. So that's also why I, I think I need to learn to be the host and learn to interact directly with the artists I like. So that's also why I want to build it up by myself. And, nice. but I found, yeah, Johnny. So Johnny is kind of, Johnny is throughout the process is like a mentor really because I, a lot of time I don't such as the calendar calendly calendly yeah calendly yeah. and a lot of like uh, art 
Airtable, like all, all of those organizing and collaborating softwares. Like it's him uh, introduced those to me and kind of lead me to know how to work better with others because I'm so used to do things on my own. Yeah. So he's a he's a great guy to let me let me learn and very patiently teach me about interface as well. And yeah, and through through he talks with other guests. I I am the very serious one. If it's really only me to host, it will be super dry because I always ask super serious question. Why? 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 But Johnny will, you know, he will relax. He will relax Why'd you do that? <laughs> yes. Why? Tell me why. I want picture, something like that. But he will just mix it up, and you know, he's 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 really fun to talk with. So okay, so <laughs> there's so there's so much going on in my mind right now. So you started talking with Johnny through mm-hmm. Instagram, I guess DMs or something, and then at some point you made a personal goal of yourself to start a podcast where you dig into the short films that you've enjoyed and find out the process behind them as as kind of like this confidence booster thing to learn more about the process, and then you pitch this to Johnny. And said, "Hey, do you want to jump on a call and talk about this?" Yeah. So Johnny suggests. I think Johnny was setting up the Zoom meeting once a month, like uh, regularly. We were just <laughs> hanging out. Like we were oh, just, just hanging out. And out. Talk about yeah. That's we were just so about animation cute. Stuff. Oh my goodness. Yeah, we, we are. Chatting. We had we had other things. So we'll, maybe we'll get to them someday. But we had other things. We will. We, uh, we have uh, ideas for things to do. Ah. Yes, we have. And this this is just the one idea that happened to come to fruition first, I guess. Yes. Yeah, I think, yes, that idea come first. We talk a lot about the concept and some visual stuff about a form. And Johnny is is writing, he's writing scripts, things like that. And then, but when when the podcast, I, I really feel like I really want to do it. So I started to ask him and that's the, the thing to push it earlier mm. for now. Yeah. So what is, what is the overarching goal of having this podcast and making it public? Like what is, what is the intention behind doing this project at the end of the day? Johnny? <laughs> My goal with it is I'm just happy to like, I'm the opposite of a reality TV person. Like I'm, I go everywhere to make friends. Like <laughs> I'm just here to make friends. Although, <laughs> well, no, like, okay. So, you know, I know how much a podcast, how much work a podcast takes. Like it takes hours to plan. You got to make connections. Yeah. You got to find people. You got to convince them to come on the podcast. You got to prepare questions. You got to bring them on. Then you got to edit it. Then you got to post it. Then you got to like, there's hours and hours of work, you know, and you've been doing this for quite a while now. So there's, there's a, there's an underlying drive, like something of, if, if you're just on to make friends, I think there's an yeah. easier way to make friends. But like, what is, what is the thing that like you're really aiming for that gets you excited to keep doing these episodes after so long? And like, you, you like, you know, what is, what is that? I'm super interested. So Fu, Fu originally came and said that she wanted to do a behind the scenes and she wanted to one better her learning about it. And that's what she pitched to me with the podcast. And I like it one, just, I was, extremely flattered to be asked like I, I i mean just to hang out with her she's awesome and she's very inspiring and she talks about like 
worrying about her second language but i'm like do you know how fucking hard it is to be funny in a second language like get the hell out like that like she's incredibly intelligent she's well thought out on everything and i was like you want you want me to do this i am flattered and hell yeah i'll do anything you want and then my goal is i part of that i like animation is just there's so many incredible humans like to just shout about all of them from the rooftop and go like have you fucking seen this person and what they make <laughs> what is like look at this human and there's so many of those right and yeah. i've been fortunate to meet and work for unbelievably amazing humans and to that's many of the first guests were either people that one of us knew mm-hmm. and it's just like to be able to ask them questions you don't get asked while you're working and then even though we don't have anywhere like we're just starting to review bases whatever but yeah if even like a handful of people could learn about these humans we know it's just uh, that to me that is worth any amount of hours of preparation mm-hmm. yeah do you have anything that to, to add to that i um i feel like um if i am more younger i only care about making art but when I grow older I feel like it is the human thing like the growth more matters to me you feel more easy to be touched by the work if you hear how the story behind is it it make it more solid and I don't feel like I want to just be an animator Mm. and just keep doing that kind of area I I am interested in doing just being like a media to give some message or Mm. just really just connect each other, try to build that network for everyone. And I hope it can be educational. It's, it's kind of like a similar symmetry to most of what, what he's aiming for or animation wildcard, what they are aiming for. That's I, I love, those platforms so i learn from them and i also see what i i can do for on my side to spread it out interesting yeah. so do you do you see the podcast as part of something bigger like one piece of uh you know building a community or whatnot because because um this is something that i've thought about for my podcast too because i end up interviewing a lot of people and uh I love when I hear that people have made connections behind the scenes because of listening to somebody on the podcast and reaching out to them. And there's like, uh, there's community going on offline, Mm -hmm. the podcast, just from having this. And so I've, you know, um, I've thought about like, how can I increase and enable that? And I haven't really, first of all, it's a time commitment (laughs) issue for me (laughs) because I can't build everything. And second of all, I'm not too sure like what the, like I've thought of having like a discord channel which kind of animation wildcard has or like mm. you know meetup or something or bringing on like a panel where people can join live and I, I haven't really figured out what that might look like so I'm wondering you know as you're it sounds like you're trying to you're thinking about similar things mm. is the podcast a, one piece of a bigger thing in your mind I think so yeah do you have any ideas of what the <laughs> other pieces are other pieces will still like back to I want to make the studio more steady like mm. it really can run someday and yeah. so yeah 
that that could be the bigger bigger thing, right? So I still have something behind the scene to share with everyone. I have those artists in connect. I can invite them to collaborate together. Mm. And also, like if they are younger artists, they want to join in. They want to do some internship things. That could be a a thing I can do. I hope See, so. Food's headhunting with it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just you're interviewing people. It's actually the interview to bring on a project. <laughs> I every every person I interview, I would love to collaborate with yeah. them. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then like some people, like Eddie and Stephanie who the husband and wife team, like mm-hmm. bring them on. And I just wanted, like they pitched some of their shows, but like, I just want someone to pick up their ideas. Like my goal is they get to put their brains to their IP. Like mm. I just want the, yeah. So I want to make people have their own careers. Who wants to make them work for her? Pretty close, <laughs> pretty close. No, so yeah, we, uh, <laughs> when, when we, I'm chatting with uh, Johnny, we were talking about like the pr- producer role too, like hmm, how to how to really make it happen for the projects hmm. we like and potentially, and we can help it really wrong. Hmm. Interesting. That's a conversation. Yeah. So so would you? Because like, how do you use the podcast to help enable that? I guess I'm just wondering because you could like interview investment people and find out how they learn about projects and then tell them about the projects I guess like is there is there kind of a plan or is this with the podcast to enable that or it's just I don't even know what I'm asking (laughs) (laughs) talk amongst yourselves yeah talk amongst yourselves actually why why don't I just switch it up a bit Johnny you know you're you're not traditionally an animation person and you know I'm assuming you've learned a lot from here I'm making a judgment about you but I'm assuming you've learned a lot about just to the animation process and behind the scenes from the podcast. What is that? Is that true? Yeah. Um, well, I, not just from the podcast, but just the community in general. Um, I mean, so working with animators, you learn a lot, but then getting to interview and talk to more animators, I learned mm. so much more and it's, it's just eye opening it. I don't know. Like, uh, so when we talked to ducks, like he and I've been friends for a while and you know, mm-hmm. you are as well. Yeah. Um, but like, he walked through all the thought he put into his thing. And it's yeah. just every time anyone opens up their thought process behind something, mm. you're going to learn from it. And it's just going to make you a more aware person in general. And it's totally. just carry that forward. I remember that conversation specifically because he even talks about how the reasoning behind like he chose the colors of their skin and their shirts and and you know i've been following his work for years and years and i didn't think about it once (laughs) but like from a overall thesis perspective like i saw his film it's not i i attended his um his thesis showing or whatever (laughs) i saw the film i don't think many people it's not public yet but Mm. seeing it in like a complete sense and knowing all the stuff behind it gives it gives me such a greater appreciation for what it what it is and i wouldn't have picked up on all those subtle things and i totally agree with you you know like having a podcast and and being able to grill somebody of what it takes to put together something like who you were saying like there's so many incredible people etc like it's tough to make an animated film like on the side or even to self-fund it because it's it's so much work and like you know you have to give up and sacrifice so many other things to make this happen so there's there's like 
it's it's for me it's super interesting to hear the core of a person and why they're why they're pursuing this in the first place and that's that's also why i kind of asked you why you're pursuing this podcast because it's you know it's a hugely personal project you're investing all your time in etc so i think yeah. it's super cool that one of you wants to hire everybody and the other person wants to get everybody hired <laughs> <laughs> do you do you want to since you've talked so much behind the scenes stuff do you want to share kind of your process behind putting together a podcast episode <laughs> oh uh, i i just suddenly uh suddenly know another reason why hmm. why i i i like johnny to be on the show is also because you know he's he's uh composer yeah he's a composer like he know all of the audio stuff and that's the area i lack of i mm -hmm. i don't have that kind so it's it's so fun and great to learn from him about that and when he talked to us we visually we, we say all the visual stuff but he can add in something to mix together with totally, the whole totally. film thing yeah, yeah. johnny what are you <laughs> I, was, I, I, just wanna, I don't know everything i want to promise like i'm not some i know it all i don't i i am always learning that's well, good <laughs> i appreciate your humbleness but also you're an amazing composer who <gasps> thank you helps out countless Sheridan animation students make, <laughs> yeah. make their films phenomenal because like really, you know, music storytelling and composing is, is mm -hmm. almost, it's like half of it, half of a short film. Like if you don't have the music, there's so much emotion and like stuff that you lose just from not hearing it. I, I can't remember. There's like some famous anim animator that said like music is half of a fail, half of animation or something like that. And mm -hmm. it really <laughs> is true. <laughs> I agree. Yes. Like, I hear that and I pre like I think and I I constantly get and like it's okay. I love student films beyond belief for a lot of reasons. One, many of these students, so they're studying to do rigs or they're studying to do a background or layouts. Some want to animate, like full on and do their own studio, but for many of them, this will be the only film film they ever make. Right? Yeah. So it's a huge yeah. moment in their life that you get to be a part of, and that's just incredibly amazing. But also they don't have network notes. So it's someone making what they want to make. Like um, there's one I did that I just finished for a student in California. And it's a seven and a, it's a seven minute hand done one mm -hmm. that they've had going through their head since they were in high school. So it's a long time. Yeah. They've got it all thought out and it's like, it's just this moment. But okay, anyway, the point is the reason I don't say it's half is because I'm not creating half the concept. Like, the person has thought out all of that. I'm just cut like I'm just basically painting by numbers at that point. Like they, yeah. the mood's there. So it's I don't know. I I don't even know what I'm. Saying. Well, I guess I guess it's, it's just amazing. I guess it's more like half from an audience's experience, you know, versus like the concept and the design and the animation. It's like that that takes its own amount of work and whatever to get labor to get there. But the music, yeah, for sure, it has a huge influence on things. Like I don't know. Imagine Star Wars without the what is it, <laughs> the emperors. <laughs> Oh, no, no. Oh, or whatever, like the moment when the Death Star <laughs> yeah. or the Star Destroyer comes out in the dun, dun, dun. like, if that wasn't there, that moment would be like so less like impactful. Like, there's so many things in where music is just like, like all the Lord of the Rings music, etc. Like, it's, yeah. mm -hmm. anyways, yeah. um, I'm just curious, how many student films did you work on this year? Uh, so student films this year in total ten, but only so wow. eight, eight from Sheridan. It was, it was, 
it was rough though because I was doing the apartment D thing for American Girl, the Mattel thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, was that, was super, that. that was super cool. It was fun. Um, that was a lot of work. Uh, we finished that. So I finished that at the end of January. So I started the student films in February, but I also have, um, I was doing a short film, short, like a, the shit show was going at the same time. And then I had a few other things I was wrapping up at the same time. So mm-hmm. it was a, it was a lot. So in like February and March, it was like combined to like an hour and something of music. Are you just at home all day doing music stuff? Like, do you take breaks? <laughs> uh, it, so my breaks are usually also music. Like, <laughs> uh, look at my, his my hair. breaks from animating are watching an- animations. <laughs> like, <laughs> mm. yeah, it it was it was a busy it it was a busy period. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Well, I I think that's super cool. And and like, it seemed like every film at Sheridan had like a Johnny Niddle credit in it which was amazing I haven't seen them all unfortunately this year but I have seen a couple and uh it would have been your class right yeah what it was I it would have been my class uh which is like kind of bittersweet for me because I would have been finishing up my thesis film as well so hmm, I'll have to I'll have to make my own thesis film at some point on my own I guess (laughs) just Take, whatever take a year off whatever you get so you're gonna get one of your shows picked up when you do just throw on the sheridan s logo at the end and go does that count yeah right <laughs> like steven spielberg got his degree like post humorously or whatever humorously after he finished schindler's list like that yeah. kind of story mm-hmm. <laughs> wait Where he submitted that as his his thesis film imagine he if he got rejected school. for that <laughs> that is i didn't know that I, it, I could be getting this story wrong but i believe steven i believe he submitted schindler's list as his like thesis film because he never finished school or something and mm. they like gave him the degree from that i don't know if I, i'm somebody's listening to this and being like terry you're so wrong this is nope no no we're gonna make this official no matter what <laughs> if anyone's listening to this and it's wrong go fix the wikipedia so it's right yeah okay mm. well di- dive into your behind the scenes of creating an animation show podcast called nice shorts with mm-hmm. a cute little jingle in the intro quirky <laughs> like dad jokes throughout and uh editing and art and all this stuff all this stuff where does it where does it start what when or what what where why how i mean i don't know how how i run my podcast (laughs) but i'm i'm wondering you know how do you get people to come on like how do you make these connections how do you actually run it? What goes on behind the scenes for people who are listening about and they're interested in, you know, what actually goes into making a nice short? Yeah. Johnny, <laughs> Johnny, <laughs> you, you say um, or I like, say. No, well, <laughs> the dad jokes are just because I'm a silly man. Um, <laughs> the quirky theme song is because we were going to release a podcast in like a day and a half. So I pulled out my phone and sang it real fast and then just put it in the computer and added some music. The rest is all foo being amazing. I I show up with foo and talk, and then foo spends a full time job editing. Oh, I really do it as a full time job. Oh my god, that's oh my also god. because at that time <laughs> well, I don't. We'll have start a at the job. beginning for me. You you reach you reach out to people. How do you reach out to people? How do you convince people to come on this podcast oh, of yours? We are very very lucky because we ask like I we ask our friend. And they are very supportive. They just they just say yes yeah, yeah. to us. So for that, it's already like um, at least eight, 
eight to ten guests. Like okay. yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Like that, right? Yeah. No, well, please, sorry, please. Yeah, and we also we also invite um, animation wildcard uh, founders. We love their their work, such as Magical Cat to Thread yeah. Wars. So yeah, they say yes too. So yeah, looking forward, it comes out. Yeah, and yeah, that's just uh, inner our inner friends, and also Johnny's. Uh, he helps with the physics film or some work. So he asked invite students to join in too. That's why we have uh, Natalie and Bailey, right? Yeah. Yes. That's, so far, that's probably my most successful moment of is connecting Bailey and Ducks because their Star Trek madness has gone off the deep end and I love it. <laughs> Wait, you connected them? Uh, for something separate, I, I, I will mm -hmm. often try to connect people if I think the people will get along or anything. Oh my like, goodness. Yeah, I connected a student from Southern California with Olivia uh, because they both like have a thesis that was based around this kind of guitar rock vibe. And I'm like, their mm -hmm. styles are similar. I'm like, do you two mind if I like connect you via email? So anyway. Yeah, that's hilarious. I love all of their Star Trek shenanigan and art stuff that they both do. It's wild, <laughs> it's so good. But so, yeah. so you reached out to your friends and they said mm -hmm. yes. And mm -hmm. then you panicked and said, we have to do this. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's Johnny, it's real, it's real. And then, yeah, Johnny said, let's set up a can calendar. Like, that uh, that yeah. did happen to her. So like, oh, Johnny, it's real, oh shit. <laughs> so, then, so then, you know, what goes into creating a podcast episode behind the scenes? How much time do you spend? Where does it start? How do you book things? We book very... Uh, very intense right is is that like very early stage a month how many is there uh, one we, day we, after another yeah we crammed them all in together as much as possible mm. like so i use calendly all the time just because i love it it's a great tool um it's and so we i created an event for it that anyone could pick from our schedules and then mm we have a schedule set up for those and they can only book one per day. And then what Makes we sense. did is we sent out a bunch of invites to like the original was like eight people that we mm -hmm. had and just let them pick their days. And we knocked them all out in like two weeks. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. And Fu spent 300 years having to edit them. So you, <laughs> so you just did like a whole week of interviews and then you had like a good backlog. And then you're like, now I can schedule these for going forward. Yeah, yeah. Um, for the schedule, like we we have stored them for a couple months because mm -hmm. because at that time I forgot what something happened in my life. But it's like I'm preparing to to figure out how do I really what's the result should look like. So it it, it takes me some time for that. And also like Johnny make the theme song, and we try to organize um, what do we really want it to be. Like yeah. there are so many freedoms. Yeah. And our show, we actually have a baby name list and we let our early guests to vote for what kind of name they, oh, they yeah. are more. Yeah. They are more interested in. Everyone yeah. had three votes on what, what, what. Oh, no so, way. Yeah. Well, do you still remember Johnny? Like, I don't. Of our, it, no? it was, I just had a lot of silly ideas. Um, <laughs> it was very silly things. Yeah, I love something... that. You're, you're also making it fun. Like, you know, I came on your podcast and 
like you there's you had me fill out questions and answer questions and ask questions for the next guest and all you this passed stuff. by the way i passed no, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that tiny tiny thing is uh design johnny suggests like hey, there's something we can play with so yeah, say, no, oh, that's so it, cool it keeps it super fun like that's something that i i feel like maybe i haven't focused on in my podcast is to like you know keep keep the mood light because often people say like your podcast is so professional or intimidating and i i don't intend for it to be like that at all <laughs> like when i listen to your podcast i just feel like you know i just i usually just put it on and like while i'm doing something i just listen to it and it's just like a super nice conversation so Aww, okay so listen. you so you record this it's like all over zoom right zoom it, it uh, wasn't at first and it was a it was over oh, i don't want to slander the company it was a different thing Discord, uh-huh. Skype. I started out using Skype and quickly canceled that. <laughs> this was so we used Riverside.fm. Never which, heard of it. It's not. It's fine, but like it became a headache because we brought people into Zoom, then had to send them there. The audio setup was very different, hmm. and it was causing friction. And Fu kept saying, "Hey Johnny, maybe we don't use it." And I'm like, "But it's a better quality." And she's right, <laughs> of course. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just, I don't even like people even, even are concerned about the mic and stuff they're using. And I've just found their laptop audio is good enough for mm. there's maybe been like three episodes that I've published that the audio is kind of crappy, but otherwise I just find that people's even they're like, I, I, you're, I can't think of the earbuds. <laughs> earbuds. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Pads. <laughs> is, is like good enough quality. Okay. So then you have this recording and then Foo spends 10 hours editing it, which is crazy. I don't, I personally don't edit it mine at all. I just clip the beginning, clip the end and then publish it. And then like, that listen. is smart. That's the right I, thing. I usually to listen do. to it after it's published. <laughs> You're and like if a something's weird, a then I'll take it down and like immediately change it because I found that like if I don't edit it at all, the process is just so much quicker. <laughs> yeah, good. but also I'm only doing this yeah. once. A, I'm doing this every week versus you're only doing it about once a month, which is totally different. I've I've actually yeah. thought about doing it like your way and then publishing once <laughs> a month and making it a little bit higher quality. And but I don't know, whatever. I like yours. I I, I listened to one today. Like yours are just they. You work. listen to one today? Yeah. <laughs> the the guy who lost his um, Instagram. Oh yeah. Um. Uh, Nixon, with, with the goggles. Yeah. yeah. He he got his Instagram back thankfully, but um yeah his stuff is I don't know if you've seen his stuff, but it's like as soon as I saw it on Instagram, I was like I have to interview this guy. It's like he <laughs> creates like um. AR animations, like mm. augmented reality animations for mm. like social media. It's like super cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, well, thank you for listening to that. <laughs> I've listened to a lot of them. They're really good. Yeah. I, it's, yeah. it's actually funny. There's, um, there, I, I made a note in my, so when I'm doing the interview, I have like a Google doc open that I don't know if you've heard of typing. Like I type out questions I want to ask during the process or if something happens, I'll type like a timestamp and be like, edit this out. So in his notes that I had, because the interview we had was like back in September or something, and I only published it, what it's, it's like May now Mm. I had a, I had a thing saying like, there was a dog barking or a doorbell or something that I had to edit out. And I listened to the whole thing. I couldn't find it. So I was like, (laughs) oh, well, somebody hears this. So Johnny, did you hear like, I didn't notice it. 
Okay, great. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Hearing a dog bark on a Zoom interview is kind of like now just like a little moment of, oh, there's a puppy. Yeah, but I think I think it was something like a dog barked or something and it was either my dog or his dog or something and somebody has to like go to the door and come back. I, I don't know. But anyways, don't whatever. worry about that. Don't worry. Yeah. Not worrying yeah. about it. But thank you for listening. <laughs> okay, so you, you edit it and then do you host it somewhere or does it just go on YouTube? Like, do you have it on all the streaming? I've only listened to yours on YouTube, actually. Do you have it on all the streaming platforms as well, like iTunes, et cetera? Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. See that. Okay. Here I am embarrassing myself. <laughs> no, 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 no. But it's it's the reason I said it weird is because so like the first one in particular is visual heavy. Cause I think the very first one was <laughs> well, it, it was Nia, and then I didn't the audio didn't work. So Nia actually did it completely again. So Nia was like beta and then later but docs ended up being the first one and it was so much visual like screen sharing mm-hmm. yeah so we have an audio version of it but if you listen to it it's i don't Doesn't know what make sense. To. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. fair enough well yeah i was gonna say because you guys you edit in like footage of what the person is talking about yeah mm. So that, I think that's super cool. It, and that's why, you know, like, that's why I also listen on YouTube because I can just like glance over. So can I ask you what, like I host mine on SoundCloud and then I use like the RSS feed to like publish it everywhere. And that's just, I, it's yeah. been easiest for me. Are you using a similar, like what platform are you using? I'm just curious. Foo puts it on YouTube and then I throw, I take the audio and put it on Anchor mm. and that just feeds it out. And I hooked Anchor FM up to, um, everything because mm-hmm. i'm i'm sure you had to go through it but starting the podcast and getting it into all those the very first time is it's a nightmare you have to set up all these profiles they all want different um password yeah. stuff you paste your rss feed you got to make sure it's all good mm-hmm. is anchor paid like i have to pay for my soundcloud anchor's hosting. free ah um I, there might be reasons to pay for i don't know but we'd Currently, the only things we pay for are like the services. I services I already had. I just upgraded them to include Foo in it, and then added a nice short. Like I already had Calendly, upgraded it to add Foo. Yeah, I already mm-hmm. had like Zoom paid for and all that stuff. Yeah, I I only pay for Zoom when I know there's going to be more than one other person on the call, <laughs> <laughs> which ends up being like nine months out of the year, anyways. <laughs> So we'll pay you, we'll reimburse you for it. Thank yeah. You, well, that's, that's also why I, I seek out like sponsors, which basically just pay mm. for my hosting fees, which is great. So have you ever thought of doing that yourselves? Mm, that would be nice. Yeah. I, I would love to <laughs> learn from you, please. Uh, another episode, please. Okay. We'll do, a, we'll do an episode on how to find sp- sponsors for your animation podcast. <laughs> how to give money to Foo, the podcast. <laughs> Yeah, yeah maybe pay johnny first <laughs> no, so okay no. so well thanks for you know diving into the the behind the scenes for me i'm wondering you know now that you've been doing this for a while mm-hmm. how has this kind of changed things for you either you know what you've learned or the connections you've made or how you've approached your career or your mindset about approaching things how how has the podcast actually changed your approach to what you're doing with your career our life. Uh, Johnny, you want to go first? I, I think yours is incredible. Hmm, thank you. So tell me all about <laughs> yours. <laughs> well, come on, come on. Um, <laughs> I, well, I, I think it, it probably 
impacts your day-to-day more just because of how much like my side of it is so much less work than foods um like like i said the the, the theme song was literally i'm not shooting you when i say like oh i'm sorry i keep making these cuss words on your i don't i don't care (laughs) um but like the, the the theme song was literally like 15 minutes like um if we interview i can talk you were on a podcast I like to ask a lot of questions, do rabbit holes and go down weird paths. So I could talk for a while and mm-hmm. then Fu spends at least 10 times as long editing everything. Hmm. <laughs> it's, it is ungodly how hard of a worker she is on everything she does and her diligence and like how, like the bar she sets for herself on all the work is impressive. It's so nice to hear you. I ask a question about how it's changed things for you and you just end up complimenting each other. I think that's amazing. You guys are so cute. But uh, I can share one. I've, I feel it's very beautiful and I, I'm very happy to see this happen is that uh, Johnny co-hosts with me and then I, I saw he has, he has so many interaction with those artists and he even like, they help each other. He helps with some festival promote with the audio thing. Oh, sometimes Martina. with the yeah, Martina, and sometimes yeah. with the with the clips. Sometimes with the new submission, like like he just he just keep going, and people do find do do ask him, can you help help me with that something? So that's that's the real collaboration. I feel is happening. I like to see that. <laughs> full disclaimer for anyone listening i help people for things that are like for fun or help is like you are term. interested they, they, they still there's still usually money involved somehow not always mm-hmm. but um mm-hmm. yeah. if yeah. it's a commercial project it's not don't don't ask me for help because if you're gonna make money off of it i'm not gonna just so like like sonic branding stuff is gonna be you're gonna be paying a lot but yeah just quick disclaimer so it's not just yeah they do this okay cool of course mm-hmm, of course mm-hmm. but yeah uh, food it's like so here's a fun one this is why career paths are so hard to explain like i've gotten so many jobs just from like a random lunch or a random person but like the apartment d thing was because of foo because of foo i met casey and lex from animation wildcard because of animation wildcard and talking to lex and casey a bunch of times just on the side, like literally Zoom hanging out, they became friends and they introduced, like Cami was like, ah, I need a composer for this. And Lex was like, oh, Johnny. And so mm-hmm. because of Fu, like just these little links end up doing the American Girl doll. Like my first stop motion thing I've done. And that was because of Cami and the last stop motion, Max over there, before we even wrapped, was like, hey, do you mind if I introduce you to a director friend of mine? I'm like, yeah, would love to. <laughs> yes, I mind. And then ended up doing shit show. So like it's just one of those, it's just always dominoes. I don't know. Yeah. No, I think that's a I think that's a great testament to what you originally set out to do, which is build a kind of a community and and like promote people's work. And it ends up even benefiting yourselves. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to get others hired though. They keep hiring. <laughs> yeah, but you know, you know what I mean? Like, because yeah. like a lot of the time, you know, animators. And maybe music people, I don't know, can be a little bit more introverted when it comes to making connections and networking. Mm. And the story you just told me is like a 
proof of how meeting somebody and just being a kind of cool, no nefarious intentions <laughs> leads to working and meeting other cool people. So, yeah. Yeah. Like, they, like Apartment D would have had to find a composer to work on that stuff mm. regardless. And mm. you happen to make some cool connections with these people who are knew them, knew them, knew you, et cetera. And there you are, right? Oh, it was kismet. I had a gap. They needed someone the next week and I had a gap in my schedule literally for two months, like right when they needed two months. I was like, yeah. okay. Oh, it was weird. That's, Perfect. I mean, that's, that's our careers, right? It's like just yeah. things lining up. And then you can go for six months and have nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I have been very fortunate. I sent, my, I sent my first outbound email for a gig yesterday. Before, other than that, last time your I, first outbound email. Yeah, everything. So, so since wow. since August, everything has been inbound. Wow, that's that's incredible. Yeah, it's very fortunate, and all because of food, probably. Wow. No way! So you're, you so you're paying a commission, is what I understand. <laughs> I, I should just make her an agent. So Fu's becoming an agent from using the podcast to connect you. <laughs> so, okay. Well, let me ask you maybe as like a, like a big overarching, maybe ending question is like, what do you want the, you know, we talked so much about nice shorts, how you started it. It was part of, you know, um, some, uh, one of the multiple projects that you were working on and it also coincided with both of what you have been doing in your careers. And it's just like a nice amalgamation of two people really passionate about what they're doing, coming together and like sharing their knowledge and helping other people collab. It's amazing. What is your dream for Nice Shorts? Like, you know, projected into episode 161. <laughs> mm. <laughs> what, what is that? What is, what is it? What is it? What's the dream? My very solid is, yes, as at least 100 episodes, at least. Oh, wow. That's at amazing. <laughs> you, do you know that I actually made a, uh, when I first started my podcast, I made a list of every single animation podcast I could possibly find. Uh, mm -hmm. It's it, There's more now, but I found like over 50 and not a lot make it to like even episode 20. A lot of them, a lot of them. No, no, I don't mean that in a bad thing at all, but I, I love your goal because so many people, you know, they start it and then it trails off. Life happens, whatever, yeah. et cetera. Yeah, yeah. So I think that, I think that goal is amazing and, and you should be proud of yourself. Like, and that's really cool. Still have that goal after knowing how much editing it was involved. I'm very impressed. Well, it can, it can evolve too, because right. like, yeah, you know. it will. You know, <laughs> actually, you will. Yes. It, we are still trying to find the best way, you know, to save our time, but also keep the quality. So we'll totally. see. <laughs> yeah. Do you have it? So, so like the dream is to hit a hundred episodes, just, I guess, foreseeable future. Are there anything, are there any kind of like success metrics that's attached to that? Like, you know, um, success metric might be like a million people listen to it or, you know, 25 people end up getting something funded or collabed or, you know, wow. is there is there something that you wish to facilitate through with the podcast itself? Johnny, you have be I, I, I have some answer, but how about you? <laughs> she doesn't want to tell you until you say first no i was gonna i was gonna defer to you because i'm i'm curious too like foo like because i the, the whole thing was your like, it came from your brain and i'm curious like after 100 episodes so we finished the podcast we put it out like what happens next in your day like what's the next thing that you you leave the room you're done editing where do you walk and what do you do 
after editing, what do I do? Like you, you put the podcast episode out and then you go walk to do what? You walk to the studio and you're working with someone from like episode three or like Terry's in there. Like, I'm curious to know, like, what's your, what's your next thing? I am very obsessed with uh, something I put out. So usually when I release that episode, I will recheck the whole (laughs) clip again and to make sure every link works any uh descriptions like just to make sure i don't want anything mistake that's what i would do and then the day just ends <laughs> but so what's your what was your answer about like when my you answer see it? yeah i uh there's a thing in my mind um i don't know it might never happen but we have we have mentioned about festival thing too right like it'll be oh, so the thing, fun the thing i wanted to do yeah, the thing you yeah, want to do. Yeah, <laughs> I want to. I so want to do that someday. Okay, well, okay. Yeah. So you wait, wait, wait. You you talk about the festival, and I I mentioned the last thing. Yeah, in my please. in my mind, my my super super final goal, not goal, the dream is that it would be so nice if there's a reality com- competition show about you know each episode is you make a clip, you make an animation. That kind of show, why? I don't I have, remember I have there is. pitched yeah. this idea to my friends as well. Yeah, it's, what, what, what? It's, it's like, it you know, there's all these reality shows where it's like, you know, they have makeup competitions or they have to yeah. like do glass blowing. And I'm like, why isn't there one where you like have to, you have like a week or a day or something to make an animation. Yeah, and why? everybody And everybody I pitch it to is like, because it takes so long. You'll no, no. Like hosted seconds. by Lindsay. Have Lindsay, have Lindsay Beckenbauer do it, and then you can call it ten seconds a day. And, like, oh my it's goodness! Okay. <laughs> yeah, just it's just like, she's just her. <laughs> she's like, no, are you done yet? <laughs> but but we have similar like 70, uh, 72 hours or twenty four hours. Yeah, right. We just need a team to yeah. record them. Totally. Then, like this week's challenge yeah. is like you know Fleischer rubber hose challenge, yeah. and next week is yeah. like animated like. I don't, like whatever or like use these found objects to it would be i would i think it's super cool i like yeah. i can't believe you just said this nobody i've never I, heard anybody else have this idea i think of this so long time i'm so happy i found yeah, someone oh my goodness well maybe we should collab and make this happen you should <laughs> nice. for you, you, you foresee like the podcast come become come, turning into something like a reality show it can be a show yeah 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 interesting <laughs> Wait, what's the show you always reference because it's a great show did which, which which show you mean yeah making it making it oh making it yeah that's that's one of it yes making it is more craft right which yeah. is similar to stop motion i guess yeah yeah make it into animation yes 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 yeah there are other like um ah, too much too much Where <laughs> i know i know sorry terry <laughs> but no, that's Johnny, fine this is about- this is this is so fun (laughs) so the festival thing um Mm -hmm. so i'm from southern california right like i just moved to the east coast last year just for the hell of it but um so in orange county there's a little theater called the frida in santa Ana. and as these students were putting out their uh their thesis films i was curious how much people rent the theater and it wasn't much and i'm like that'd be fun because when i was way younger i would go to spike and mike's when they would be out in like long beach Mm-hmm. And those, you see a documentary on them, you're like, oh, problematic. Didn't realize that. So maybe like a less problematic version of that. <laughs> but for student thesis films, and then like 
for the Sheridan one, there's so many that are put out and there's so many great schools. It'd be rad to just kind of, I made a joke that because of all the Sheridan things I did, go up there and rent a theater and just have all those films be there. Yeah. I'm like, well, why don't we just kind of try to do like a traveling to all of them? Like go to Southern California and rent a couple different theaters or like go up to Toronto and like rent a place and just have a big free-for-all and the students get to see all their films and have just random people show up and hang out and make it a big party. That sounds yeah. amazing. I mean, I, uh, maybe it's the perfect time to start that as COVID. Well, uh, from a Canadian <laughs> perspective, COVID doesn't exist in the U.S. anymore. <laughs> yeah. And we're just we're just going maskless indoors here now, but it's because the weather's nicer. But uh, maybe it's the perfect time to start up something like this. Like, yeah, Spike and Mike, I actually I actually interviewed him for on the podcast a while ago with yes. Kat Ocean, And, mm-hmm. um, you know, the, <laughs> there hasn't been anything that's kind of picked up that hole that was left from that festival. You know, there's every city has its own kind of like, I was just at the, um, in Halifax for their animation festival and mm-hmm. Toronto has is, you know, the Taffy animation mm-hmm. festival, et cetera. But like, yeah, yeah for sure. Uh, why not? <laughs> it, I, I, I spike in Mike's was one of those, like, cause I mean, so I was born 1980. So like, it, when I was 19, there was nowhere to go see stuff like Happy Tree Friends. But you go into right. this little theater in Long Beach and just everyone's just having a grand old time and then animals that are adorable are slaughtering each other. You're like, this is amazing. Like Plimpton stuff would be there. Like to be able to share that experience and it would be incredible. Yeah. Uh, it, it, that would be something that's just, especially yeah. like for students who have just finished their film are burnt out. But it's also so exciting to see everybody's films. Like everybody joins at the end to watch all the thesis films. It's like this big, exciting thing. Yeah, yeah, there's, I think there's a really like, we're getting into like culture now, but like, you know, smartphones changed everything and kids grow up with a smartphone and everything is just like, you watch TikTok by yourself. You might Mm -hmm. share it with somebody else. There's not like a communal, let's go to a place and just watch a whole bunch of shit together and have a good time and like people are like drinking or smoking or throwing stuff around like i i like i've never been to spike and mike but i went to like the rocky horror picture show in toronto when they play at like the old theater and like everybody or i know the room or whatever and everybody like throws spoons at the screen every time you see like (laughs) stuff like that it just doesn't like there's this there's this big culture thing that is just i feel like is waiting to happen Mm. like i would totally go to a just a short and like I, I do go to animation festivals what am I saying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah so yeah yeah but they're they're like you know the stuff that you go to it's like hand-picked and like it's you know there's such a rigorous process to get in versus like just seeing anything which is um like I don't know if you're familiar with Newgrounds but I love it because you can just go and watch whatever people are making just like mm. it doesn't matter quality it doesn't matter the idea you can just go and watch stuff so I think that's super cool. Okay, so your podcast, Night Shorts, is going to, uh, you're both going to reach fame and success, and then you're going to have a breakup (laughs) where one of you goes off and starts this great festival, and the other person goes off and starts a reality TV show, and um, that will be the divergence of Night Shorts. How does that sound? (laughs) 
who gets who gets the nice and who gets the shorts? Like, <laughs> right. Um, maybe as we're wrapping up, do you have any questions for each other that you want to ask? Just because I feel like you have been, and also, you know, is there anything that we didn't hit on that you think would be interesting to share with people who are longtime listeners of this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> oh. That is funny. I could ask food questions all day, but on the spot, I can't think of. Oh, no. Well, food, do you have any questions? Or me, I guess. Do you have any questions for Johnny that, you know, because I feel here's here's why I'm asking this. I feel you both know each other much better than I do. And you both know each other's work and process. So is there anything that you want to ask the other person to like bring bring them to talk about something super interesting that you want other people to hear about? Okay. Fu, what's your favorite thing about your work ethic? My work ethic? Or what's your favorite? What's your favorite? It's like, thing? what? <laughs> what's your favorite thing about what you do? Like, when you look at yourself as a creator, what's, what do you, are you happiest about that you've achieved or that you do achieve? Mm. What I'm happiest about? Oh my, this is so tough. Wait, 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 wait. I, I, I need to think. But Terry, Terry, do you have your answer then? Yeah, it's for, you, it's for you too. You got to answer it as well. Yeah, I have I'm to curious. answer this as well. I'm, yeah, absolutely. yeah, yeah. I'm curious. What am I most happy about achieving? Like when you think about yourself creating and just like in your day, I don't want to limit it. Just what do you reflect on? And like, like the end of the day, like, you know, I'm happy I do this thing or that I... Yeah. I mean, there's multiple answers. One of them is like, I get off so much on just when people watch my stuff and I have this like my heart stops waiting for the reaction and it's like are they gonna like it do they like it enough <laughs> like I I love that so much because like I feel like creating <laughs> art and animation is just like such a personal aspect of who I am and how I perceive the world and what I want to create just like what's going on in my head mm. um but I often reflect where I'll just have moments throughout the day because like any, I guess anybody who's heard my story is I had a different career. I was in business and I basically gave up everything, quit my job, moved, like went back to school from this from scratch at 30, not having any confidence in doing animation at all. And now like it's been a couple, it's what it's that, that was in 28, end of 2018. And it's now 2022. So four years later, and here I am like working full time in mm-hmm. animation. It just feels amazing that I trusted myself enough to uh, take this different path and it's worked out so far and I don't know what the future is going to bring but I'm just happy and excited to be doing something that I have always loved and never thought was a reality and now it is so it just feels it feels it feels (laughs) it feels super fulfilling I don't know if there's actually a word to describe it because it's like this amalgamation of my whole life's experiences and years and years of waiting and not giving into this thing that I wanted to do and then giving into it and feeling so vulnerable. And then Mm. I still feel vulnerable, but I'm doing it. Like it's, I don't know what the word is, but it feels, it feels great and scary, you know, great and scary. Gary. <laughs> yeah. The things Frary. you the things you said, <laughs> Frary Terry, um, the things yeah. you said on, when we were interviewing you last time, it's just amazing that it's incredible that if you really look at the path you had, it started with or without you when you were a kid and was <laughs> like, you, you kind of resisted it. And then it just, finally, you let it happen. Yeah. And you, mm-hmm. you're still working your ass off to do what you're doing, but like, 
you actively kind of avoided it thinking that's not the thing and like the book of spells and <laughs> all the drawings you did in your old stop motions and how you sent it off randomly because you had nothing else to send and it ended up being great like just all the things you had always done kind of lined up for the trajectory that you're already pushing on now yeah it's wild it feels thank you and it always feels like very emotional when I hear what you just said reflected back at me because like it's you know when you're in the experience and when you're just living your life and you know you just described like 30 years of my life in like two sentences it it's totally different to just be living it and, and experiencing it versus like to reflect and say like oh that actually happened and like there are kind of very clear stages to change things but then like in the moment I was making decisions like that were huge and impactful and looking back they just seem like silly like oh yeah I totally could have just said yes to this and done that like so it's I don't know it's it's very interesting to like I feel almost emotional just hearing you say those things because it, it's like such a like I lived through that I guess so anyways that's that's my answer <laughs> Boo, you've had enough yeah. time to think <laughs> oh I'm so focused on listening to you but I I think I I don't have a general but I just very happy to be here, like really talk to you, Terry. Really, oh. like because you know, I I I was uh, when I was working on Medina Papel, I think that that early year, and then when I when I started to listen to your podcast, I was like working and start from episode one to the most latest at that time. I just continue keep listening, keep listening, keep listening, and I feel like. Well, man, I really, I really hope to, you know, talk to the host and talk to these artists. So see now, now I'm, I'm talking to you and we are able to interview you, which, yeah, just, wow. um, and all the behind the scene again, like digging through your mind. Oh, that, that's the thing I feel happy. Can, yeah. Can I also say like, that's one of the coolest things about interviewing people is, all of us, like, so we're going to get off this and we're going to go back to whatever we're working on, right? And we're going to go, like, have dinner and do our shit and, like, in the morning, wash our clothes and just work and think about deadlines, like emails. But when you're doing the interview and, and like, recapping to someone what they've said is they suddenly get this, like, wow, I've done all that. And it's, it's really cool, like, to think of how much you've done, even in just since you left school or, like, Again, Eddie and Stephanie. But even you this past year with working on 10 student films and all these projects, like that's huge. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's right. I just, all I think about is like, well, it's done. It, it's, yeah, it's, it's also kind of sad because when you're working with people, you like build friendships and then it's suddenly over and you keep in touch, but it's very, if you go from talking to someone several times a day to yeah. suddenly not talking to them. And that's always trippy. Mm. But, but yeah, it's, it's hard to see it when you're in it. So it's the podcast is fun because we get to watch other people like their eyes open up and remember how much they've done. And it's just really cool. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, we're having such a cute conversation. I really like this a lot. And also Fu, when you were saying <laughs> that you listened to so many of the episodes, like mm. that means, that means so much to me. Like I, had no idea that anybody would listen to my podcast when I started it and like it just feels so special that you know it helped you out somehow and now you're yeah. doing a podcast yourself I think that's I think that's 
incredible. <laughs> Thank you, Jerry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You are you are part of this that made me, you know, grow. Yeah. Really, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, it feels it feels amazing to me actually to know that like it, you know, something that I did, you know, mm-hmm. was listened to by you and it helped you in some aspect as well. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Do you have any other questions you'd like to ask each other? Johnny, so you finally have some time to relax, right? After finishing mm. all the film. So soon. what's your plan? Soon. <laughs> um, soon? <laughs> yeah, soon. My plan, well, I was going to take, so I might still, I might just take like a month off and do nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just go back to California, go home for a while. Nice. I thought about maybe just going to visit you at your new house. Yeah. Um, I thought about going up to Canada just for the hell of it. But yeah, come know. here, visit me. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I don't know. It, currently in like June ish. So this will be way after this or way before this. Actually, time is so weird. This will be out. <laughs> June won't matter. But I don't know. I would like to take a trip and just do nothing. I thought about. I thought about do a work visa because I've been working more and more to make everything mobile. Mm-hmm. So just ship a bunch of instruments, put the rest in storage and maybe just go to a different continent for a while. I don't know. Mm. Or just go back to California because I do miss the weather there. <laughs> East coast is wet. Yeah. Well, it's summertime. So you might as well enjoy the weather and travel and take some time off. I have a question for you, Terry. Okay. You mentioned that after doing interviews for a while, you started studying Oprah. I started what? Studying Oprah and her techniques. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's true. What, what, what I never heard from you was, what'd you learn from Oprah? Oh, so I, <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So one thing that I learned from her is that like, I am so much more engaged when she is able to tap into the emotions and the emotional reasons behind things of her audience members. So instead of just saying you did X, Y, and Z and like, whatever, she'll, she'll tap into, you know, what is like the reasoning behind this? And she tries to like bring out the emotions because, because that's when it connects with the audience members and whatever. And like, you take it, it, maybe a dry subject and make it super interesting because there's really a human behind this at the end of the day. So mm-hmm. I, I try to talk and pick out why did you do this thing? Like, what are the challenges involved? You know, what are the reasoning? What is, what is, what does this mean to you versus like, you know, why do you run a podcast while well, I run it to, I don't know, shit, whatever. And then, so that was like one thing I, I, I'm still trying to get better at it. And it's like something I have to actively work on because it's just, mm-hmm. It's easy and natural to just be like, to just ask generic questions like, oh, I don't know, what is this? What is that? Versus like, you know, dig in and tell me. And then the other thing she does is like, there's, you can actually watch like people deconstruct how she interviews people on YouTube, where she like leans in, she usually touches the person, like just um, skills that she's developed to get somebody who has never met her before to open up and share personal stories right away, which I find is very difficult. And so there, I I try to, you know, it's one of my goals is to like make somebody feel super comfortable. Cause a lot of the times I'm meeting somebody for the first time and we jump into recording and I'm like, tell me about your childhood. (laughs) You know, people don't always feel super comfortable. So I try to, 
I try to be like that person's friend and make them feel comfortable. And obviously I can't really reach out and touch somebody <laughs> just through zoom. But if you've noticed, I'm, if you notice, like, uh, I try to smile the entire time actively. If you're looking at me, because yeah, yeah. if Fantastic you're on zoom, you're smile. either looking at yourself and checking yourself out or you're looking at the person. And I try to actively, you know, I, there's a couple of things I do. You'll notice I'm like, like this and like my hands here because <laughs> I try to show you that my hands are like in the frame. I'm not doing something else. And oh. also I'm looking super relaxed as well. Like mm -hmm. I'm actually got my knees up on my chair, like, I'm like, <laughs> like super professionally. So I try to like show that I'm looking really relaxed and then I'm yeah. constantly smiling as well and nodding. And then I, the third thing is I try to, because when I first started, there's I, <laughs> I could talk about this for a long time, but I love this podcast yeah, go. specifically that I feel embarrassed about because I did not do a good job at this. I'm like yawning. I was daydreaming. I wasn't paying attention. And then there's a dead silence and I had a lot to learn. Um, and the third thing is I, I, I make notes for myself on what I want to ask the person. And I used to actually do a whole pre-chat where uh, you know, I would write down, I would get the person to like share their story and I'd write down things. But then I realized that when we actually do the interview, it seems kind of rehearsed. I'm getting the person to talk about their experience again. Mm. And some people, some people need that and that's fine. And some people ask me to do a pre-chat and I'm totally happy to do that. But I, I try to do everything candidly because um, I notice when I do the pre-chat and then I do the interview, the person will say almost exactly word for word what they said in the pre-chat because they're remembering the question that I asked them and they're remembering how to answer it again hmm. and then it feels less uh spontaneous and a little bit more rehearsed I find hmm. and then I don't make copious notes for myself I try to I always like research the person in their work beforehand so I'm kind of knowledgeable and I'll write down you know they went to school here they did this film they worked on this but I don't hmm. make a lot of questions for myself because I want I try to I notice that when I was doing that, I was more focused on asking them the next question that I'd prepared versus mm. digging into what they just said to try to uh, uncover more uh, interesting stories from what they shared with me. And then so uh, I try to actively listen and stay in the moment so that I can pick up on when there might be something more interesting to dive into or segue it into something else, which I have my notes for in case the conversation reaches a dead end. So <laughs> there's there's where your Oprah comes into play. I, I think the most things I learned from her, which I'm still trying to do, I'm not very good at, is how to get somebody to emotionally share their experience through going there, through the decision making of how they ended up in their career versus mm. like, oh, I, because there's, the difference would be like, oh, I finished school and I interviewed and I got my entry-level job and then uh, a position came up and I was a supervisor versus like, mm. you know, it was finishing school was like huge for me. And like, you know, it was, it, I took this big risk to like apply for this company that I didn't think would hire me. And like, I met mm. this other, like, you know, there's a big difference between how somebody tells a story. So yeah. I'm trying to dig into more of their experiences as a human being versus like the wikipedia article that could be written about them i guess yeah. 
I think you do a great job. I think you're very disarming and welcoming. And you're like a, you're like a fireplace in a winter cabin. Like just. Yeah. <laughs> Can I use that somehow? Go for it. <laughs> Your intro. <laughs> yeah. That's so nice. Thank you for saying that. Yeah. And um, well, I, and whenever I'm listening to other people interviewing, I'm always internally anal- analyzing how they ask questions and how they, uh, say things as well. And like with you guys, like, I love that you like put infused silliness and like, I love that you have kind of this dynamic, even though Fu, you're like, I'm the professional, and John is like, I'm the, whatever you said, silly person. It, it works because you both bring a different dynamic to a chat. And it brings, I think it brings out more from the person, uh, if it was just maybe one of you or whatnot. And for me, like I've had to, if I had like a co-host, it probably would be so much more entertaining to listen to because I have to like do the job of like, now it's a serious question. Now let's, let's be a little silly. And I'm not, I don't know. I, I'm not the best at that. So I think that you guys like bring that unique spice to uh, my shorts, which is great. <laughs> I enjoy your show. What are yeah. you talking about? <laughs> you don't need a co-host, but I need to see your competition reality show someday, really. We're going to do it together. Oh, yeah. Please tell if, me more. If I'm not working on this with you too, I'm going to be sad. I'll be a PA. I'll get coffee. I don't care. You can do the music for it. How about that? I accept. You can come up with a separate reality show about composers making music for something. I'll film, I'll film behind the scenes of Foo. Yeah. Oh, you know, you know, like uh, every, they need to have a clip. So they need to consult with you. And you'll help them with the music, right? Exactly. The story. Exactly. Uh-huh. Just, I'll just do the theme song and then just go relax and take royalties. And I'm good with that. <laughs> I mean, when it comes, there's already like um, the Seven Second Club and other um, mm-hmm. animation competitions online that people are already doing. So mm-hmm. 24 hour challenges, etc. I was in a 24 hour challenge once and it almost killed me. <laughs> what, would, what would you guys name this? Oh, wait, hold on. 24 hour you, animation challenge you did yeah there was one at there's um there, it's called the 24 hour challenge and it's mm-hmm. it's for like all animation schools in like the whole world mm-hmm. i like the and name it really tells you what it is <laughs> sorry the name like it's like yeah, you know how yeah. long it is you know what you're doing like it's a exactly name. they yeah. come up with a theme basically and then they say go and mm-hmm. your time starts now and has and then you have 24 hours to submit it and it you know music whatever whatever you can put into the production however long you want to make it and you have to have teams of i think five or six or something like that Hmm. and um yeah it's like a student it's like a teacher run or professor run student competition that's like worldwide for like one day can we see your final one you did yeah um oh gosh it's online somewhere somewhere Uh, going online now I, I own online. I can't. I own online. I can't think of what it's called actually. But we came in thirteenth out of like I think it was thirteenth out of like a hundred and hundred and something groups, which was really cool for like yeah. first year students. It was really wow. really fun. It was also very. We had a lot of drama in our group. Ooh. One person left halfway through, Ooh. and um, I got no sleep. And one somebody was very sick. And somehow we managed to put it all together and it was very stressful. And then I drove home afterwards when I shouldn't have, because it was like a two hour drive. So I was living way far away from the school at that point. 
And then I crashed. <laughs> Wait, what? No, no. I mean, like, I, I like went to bed. I went to bed. I didn't crash my car. Sorry. Bad Time choice of place words. for certain words, Terry. Yeah, yeah. I forgot I did that until you just mentioned it. So yeah, we'll have to we'll have to do like the animation challenge or something. That would be a fun thing. Is if you did a compilation of get as many of the guests that you've had and try to get their first thing they've done or something like that where it's like kind of a throwaway for them that they forgot mm. they did, but it was fun. And just yeah. a compilation of that. That would be, yeah, that'd be interesting. Cause like, you know, I've talked to people who are conventionally speaking, very ahead of in their career, like at Pixar and Disney and mm. what people usually associate with these things where they're coming out with like high standard stuff. And then to show their, I've done that actually a few times with people who's, who've come on the podcast and shown their like first ever demo reel or their first ball bounce and like the links in the description or whatever so first Whoa. frames with terry Ivel. first frames yeah that's a that's a good name <laughs> interesting like i love it well is there you know as we're wrapping up is there anything else that you would like to share about what's coming up or i know johnny you're going to take a month off hopefully and uh, we'll, we'll you've got this new studio you're going to build um, is there anything else that you'd like to share as we're kind of wrapping up here? I just want to share that Foo's an amazing human and people should hire her. Yeah, her, no, thank you so much. No, Johnny, it's you, it's you. But <laughs> Terry, really, thank you so much. You just, yeah. you, you keep going, you keep running, really. Like, ooh, I don't know what, is, what else to say. Just, you're amazing. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, I think you guys are, this is not about me here. This is about you guys. I think you guys are amazing. Like, I'm just so impressed every time I see anything by you guys and the nice shorts. Like, so I'm, I'm, I feel super honored that you came on my podcast and, and shared, you know, your journeys with finding your careers and making this podcast together. Because like, I know how hard it is to make and keep like starting the podcast was I like resisted so hard and then finally did it and then maintaining it. Like, it's so much work. Like I, I, I hats off to both of you for making it happen. Cause like <laughs> what I do compared to what you do is a total difference. I'm like, let me slap this thing together in an hour. And you're like, let me edit and make this a professional thing with like audio visual, everything. So that's, it's incredible. So I'm super happy you came on and yeah. Oh, thank you. This will be the first episode I can't listen to. <laughs> oh no. Well, thank you so much, Fu and Johnny, for coming on the podcast. It's been thank a great you, time. We... And if you are listening and you want to follow Fu or Johnny's work or get in touch with them and say hi, which you should definitely do. And uh, you can do so by reaching out to either of them on Instagram. Johnny's is Johnny RK and Fu's is Cuckoo Stuff on Instagram uh, or their websites. Johnny's is johnnyrk.com and Fu's is fuyang.wixsite.com slash fuyang. Is that right? Mm -hmm, I think mm -hmm. so. Yeah. And I'll include all these links in the description of this chat. So that's all for now. Thank you so much for listening. Okay, bye. The music for this podcast was composed by Will Farmer and the graphics by Daniel Abensauer. I encourage you to look them up if you enjoyed their work.